You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello everyone, it's Bernadette back and I'm here with Michelle Lewis yet again. And this episode is a result of a conversation that we had at the She Renovates Facebook group and we were talking about some sort of styling hacks and I thought this would be a fantastic topic to get Michelle to talk about on the podcast because I think we both have a few really clever hacks to make the job a bit easier and, of course, to meet the budget guidelines. So welcome, Michelle. Hey, Bernadette. Great to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Always love it. And I'm particularly mindful of the fact that you're in the middle of a project. (laughs) Yes, I am. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the project? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've bought a property in Adelaide in the Blackwood area, Hawthorne Dean. Um, We're into week four now um, and I was hoping to get it done in six weeks, see how we go. I'm going away next weekend to Perth. But basically um, it's a buy, renovate and sell. Pretty much paint inside and out floors, new secondhand kitchen, my usual tricks. We have put a deck on this one, which is exciting. That's the first time really we've popped a deck on, but it's on such a beautiful big block. I think it'll just really be a wonderful add value. Great. Well, that's very exciting. Hmm. So two weeks to market. Yeah, well... Um, we had <laughs> we had a little issue. My husband rolled his ankle playing baseball on oh. Saturday. I'm like, no, not mid Reno. That's <laughs> and oh dear, that's not good. Never oh, mind. Yeah. These challenges are here to make us stronger, Bernadette. And they are. Michelle, they are. <laughs> well, I'm very happy to say I finally got Wynnum done. So that's going to market this week. Yay! So we've currently got, we'll have two on the market, which will be really nice. Mm, but, congratulations. Um, yes, I'm having a bit of a clear out. Good. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the styling. Well, I'd like to think that most people realise that it's a non-negotiable these days, that if you're not going to style a property, then you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And... The styling, I think, does a few things. It scopes out the space, so it, it sort of really tells you how big the space is. So there's a bit of opportunity there to, to change the narrative. You know, if you've got a small space, don't put too much furniture in it. And it also helps to create that emotional connection, which is really important. Plus, it really tells you what that room can be used for because, as we know, people generally don't have a great imagination they can't really connect what they're seeing with what's possible for that room so it's important when we're selling to do that michelle where do you get your ideas well basically what you want to do is as you said create an emotional attachment so you want people to come in and and almost go wow so you want to set a place up in any way possible you can to to do that so for me i start with using anything that i have i've collected a little bit of styling gear along the way so in maintaining and budget use what you've got yourself borrow from friends and family other renovating friends um, is a great way to do it but in terms of where do I get my ideas I just copy what the really expensive companies do and do it on a budget exactly yeah I do too and Mm. I think also Pinterest like if you've got a problem area going to Pinterest and actually searching can be quite useful 
yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and I have to say I'm a bit the same my husband complains bitterly because <laughs> we never have any furniture because it's always <laughs> elsewhere you know, like it's like we're almost sitting on milk crates <laughs> not quite like he does exaggerate a bit but yeah it is a bit like that and he's got um, one particular his pride and joy is this fiddle leaf big which I hate because it's so big and that's out on loan at the moment in a project so yes he's he's got reason to be really narky about the fact that we've got no furniture and no fig hilarious I'm yeah. glad I'm not the only one yeah and I was interested that how you mentioned that occasionally your kids realize that they've got nowhere to put their snacks yeah, so basically they're like, Mum, are you styling a house again? Because I've emptied out half the house and taken pictures off the wall. But um, I'm trying to be a little bit more mindful of that now. I don't want to traumatise my children, but, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and, yeah, I agree with you about the second-hand stores. Where yes. else do you find items? So my go-to is Gumtree for everything, as I've mentioned before, except underwear, Bernadette. <laughs> but you can buy anything on Gumtree. Um, the other great places to find things for styling is op shops, um, demolition shops. They have more than just big demolition stuff. They have, you know, small lamps, light shades, everything at a quarter of the price. I just picked up some light shades from a demo store this, you know, week and saved a few dollars. The other place, of course, is Freecycle, which is an online website. Um, obviously, Salvo stores, you know, other op shops are great as well. The other thing I have done before is put what I want on Gumtree. So at one time before I discovered blow-up mattresses, which I think we're going to talk about later. I put an add-on wanted um, two single bed mattresses, any condition for styling, not to be for, for use. And um, sure enough, in a couple of days, people were throwing you know their single beds at me and that was a free uh, styling tool that I could use and then either keep or give back or you know um, share with someone else later on. So yeah, that's a few of my tips. Yeah, that's great. Actually, while we're on mat uh, mattresses, let's move into the bedroom. When you were talking about a back-saving trick, yes. I, I must admit I was on a slightly different tangent. I didn't. So you actually have a bed and then you put a blow-up mattress on it? No, no, no. I use blow-up mattresses and put a milk crates or um, boxes or whatever you ah. want under it. Oh, yes. A friend of mine in Adelaide here, I helped her style a house and she taught me this trick. And people have said to me, where I helped her, I coached her to sell that property and people said to us, can we buy the beds with the property? And we're like, they're actually not beds. They're actually <laughs> blow-up mattresses. I think one of them had a Christmas tree box under it. I did send you through some photos, Bernadette, but they're all blow-up mattresses and you just set, set them up at the height of um, a normal bed queen-size blow-up mattress. They cost $25 from Target. Vada vum, vada ving, and you're done. You don't have to carry heavy mattresses. People that, panic about the idea, but people don't know. That is brilliant because I must admit, we have a, a renovator in our community who uses Euro beds and okay. she gets fantastic prices for a renos. I always thought that the Euro beds looked a bit odd because they were quite low, but I think yours is a much better idea. Yeah. So the other thing you can put under them, Bernadette, is your typical IKEA box shelving. Those um, boxes that go into them, they're almost the perfect height. So okay. I took them from my son's room, sorry, Jordan, and put four of them underneath the blow-up mattress. And then by the time you put your bed skirt around, nobody knows. That is absolutely brilliant. Just okay. one word of caution. You what need if to someone be the ready sits on it? 
Well, there's that too, but I've never seen it happen. But if you get a hole in it, you need to have a plan B. Well, I'm sure it's not too much of an inconvenience to have a spare on hand. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant because I, I tend to go for ensembles and yep. I do the same as you. I just find them on either. Well, I've, there's a guy in Sydney. He says that he has overseas students and he sells off the beds when they go. But I actually think he trades in beds because he always has lots there. Yeah. But he's, his name's Donald and I ring him up and he'll have an ensemble and he, will, he brings it over and mm. carries it up the stairs and sets it up for me. Okay, and cool. Then when I've finished, I sell them and I often make a profit on them. Yeah, great. One one other place, Bernadette, you uh, you can uh, get things from is a hire place. So I, I helped a client do styling. We used half of her furniture. We purchased half and we also hired some. So some things that I didn't have, she wanted a proper bed, so she hired it from a hire okay. place. So search your local area for that. It could be cost effective. Yeah, and I think if you're wanting to manage the cost, going to student hires rather than yeah. uh, the furniture hires. I've done that before. Yeah, So and also they'll give you shorter terms. Yes. I yeah. So, oh, that's good. So bedhead. Yeah. Look, no particular tips here other than I have bulked up the back of my beds with anything I get my hands on. So quilts, rugs, um, pillows that are undressed, and then I dress it on top. And I think you've done some similar things, Bernadette. Yeah. I usually, if I don't have a bedhead, I usually use European pillows because they're big. And uh, I certainly did that in Wynnum on one of the bedrooms, didn't yep. And Ikea have some really beautiful velvet feather cushions, although my son tells me they're very not animal friendly, so oh. I have to rethink about that. <laughs> okay. So that's the difficult thing about having these consciences in the house. Oh, but, yes. But they also have really lovely velvet European cushion covers, so mm. it makes a lovely luxe bedhead. But the other thing, I, I really like making my own bedheads. and. Yeah. Uh, I can make a king-size bedhead out of a $28 hollow core door from Bunnings. Great. And, yeah, so that's something that's a bit more permanent if you want to use it and keep it. Bedside lights, you've talked about getting them from all the usual haunts. Yes. One trick that we've got, look, I had some uh, Balinese, you know, the wicker-type yes. pendant lights. And so what we did is fitted them with a um, globe on an extension cord. Right. So rather than having it wired into the ceiling, we actually looped up that cord and mm. plugged it in and, and hooked it to the ceiling so it hang, hung like a pendant, but it actually is plugged into a PowerPoint. And that was quite a funky look and That's cost cool. nothing. That's awesome. Yeah. In fact, I've had, I've got one of these set up in the Bondi Reno and people have been asking me where I got the light from. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine did say to me the other day, Michelle, why don't you get a wicker basket and turn it upside down for your kitchen bench areas? And I think that gives a really good shadowy effect in the area if you've got, yeah. Really nice sort of light. So another thing that I found recently, you know, they say necessity is mother of all invention, <laughs> is we were somewhere setting up, didn't have a bed skirt, and what I did was just flipped over a fitted sheet. Love it. And it just wraps really tightly around. You can't do it with IKEA fitted sheets because they're not tailored enough. So that's a great way to, to get a bed, bed skirt without actually going and buying one if you're caught. Absolutely. Yeah. Or I, I know what I've, I've done. I've picked up a cheap king size, which obviously not as popular, and I've just adjusted it to fit a queen Bernadette. So that's another hack. Oh, and you could, clever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you just tuck it in a bit more and then it's um, one size fits many. Beautiful. Mm. Actually, do you get the sewing machine out 
Oh, uh, no. Uh, well, I must <laughs> admit, I do. I really love doing those little finishing touches. So in the project we just finished, I actually went and bought, because I couldn't get cushions in the pattern that I wanted, I bought yeah. a, a king-size quilt cover set yes. and I cut the quilt up and made a tailored bed skirt for the bed beautiful. in this beautiful blue paisley pat- pattern. Mm. And the other thing I did, and I think this was the tip that I showed on the Facebook group, was I turned... The, I got some um, cushions mm. and I made the cover out of a pillowcase just by enveloping it. Yeah. So nice way of getting a custom look without having to go out and get custom yeah. cushions. Absolutely. And I'd add to that, if you're not a sewer, things like Velcro or even masking tape for a short period of time work really well. Um, when I was 18, Bernadette, I wasn't very tall, so I would hem my jeans with masking tape and <laughs> nobody knew. I've heard of people stapling them. But yeah, there you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Okay, so what about the kitchen? Mm-hmm. So I really believe that when people come into a house that you've styled the five senses or as many senses as possible, it's important to cover. I remember once an agent had been round to six different homes, but when he, this people came into the house that I had styled and set up, that everyone just went, wow, because I had, in that particular home, I had the coffee on the table, the smells of the coffee, but my common one that I do is just boil cinnamon on the stove from your spice mix, um, and then I put it into little pots and put it around the house. Obviously, you need to be careful because it could be warm. It smells delicious. You could do it with nutmeg or um, any of those flavours that people love. Um, the other thing is to bake a cake or some bread, and I leave it on the bench for people to eat. I love putting up some nice pastries on a fancy tiered stand or putting out uh, chocolates. I put a little um, bowl of chocolates in every room. People love it. It gives them something to do. They hang around the house longer. There's lots of positives to it. The other thing you can do is cheese platters. As people walk in and you've got like a bench out the front, you can have cheese platters and cushions and throws. You want people to go, oh, I can see myself sitting there and enjoying that space. So there's some of the things that – oh, and fruit, of course. I love the clear bowls with green apples in. That's one of my favourite things. I just think it looks lovely. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Mm. And the next thing is, of course, usually we'll have some flowers. And I think you mentioned this too. I tend to use foliage rather than flowers. Yes. Because the flowers just don't seem to last at all. No, you're right. Yeah. So we've got, and this is another thing Stephen goes mad at me for because I we've got quite a lot of little gem magnolias, (laughs) and I I I go in and um, you know get these lush bunches of magnolia leaves and he says oh they won't be any that oh, seven really you've got to you've got to adopt an abundance mindset that's right <laughs> there was always more <laughs> there is yes. almost yes yep. yes but i did have a friend that had a, a sneaky little trick where she would use real foliage but then grab some silk flowers and dot them in so Clever. that made yeah. them look real yeah I've definitely got um, a few artificial plants that I use because obviously longevity can be an issue, as you've mentioned, with yes. the regular flowers. Um, so I definitely put them in and about the place. And, and it just it just adds a, a green. Green is always good in, is. in a styling. It really I, is. I, yeah, I absolutely agree. Actually, a tip that I learned from one of my students when you are using fresh flowers is when the open is over to actually put them in the fridge. Oh, wow. And they just put them in some in a plastic bag or something and they last like 10 times longer. Mm. There's something about a house being shut up that it just kills off anything that's living. Yeah, wow, yeah. Mm. But... Okay, on to the next one, artwork. 
Yeah, so I discovered a little place called Green Door Decor and they're in Mount Gambier in South Australia and they will send out prints that are by Australian artists anywhere and they have made them in sizes such that you can just go along to Ikea maybe and even Kmart, get your own frames. But that's an option for people. I did that with a client. She actually put me onto this place and um, I just we just went through room by room and picked some um, prints. They came and she framed them up and then we, I, we put them up together. So that's a little tip there. Yeah, that's a great tip. Thank you for sending that site through to me, uh, Michelle. Of course, there is Kmart occasionally have some things yes. that you can use. Yep. But I, I must admit, we've got a couple of wholesale sites that we go to for artwork, but it means that you've got to be organised and often I'm doing this on the hop and I don't yes. have time to be. But another trick that I have done in the past is framing wallpaper. Oh, yeah. And mm. also fabric, like wrapping, getting a, you know, those cheap wall art canvases yes. and actually getting a decorative, like a fabric that, you know, sometimes you can get something that looks hand-painted. Yeah. And, um, and if you want a big piece, that's often quite a good way to go. Mm, awesome. And I, I absolutely love that Kmart have a big circular mirror for about $30, comes with either a black frame or a gold Ah. frame. And I've been using that in every property because it's just such a nice statement piece. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I need a mirror like that actually. Yeah, well, (laughs) yes, well, you know, they've also got a second one now, which is more like an art. I don't like it so much, but I noticed Style Kia have, do you know, oh, no, they're not called Starkia anymore, are they? They got taken to task by Arkea. They're called Lux Hacks and they have, they have these sort of decor pieces for, for, for things and they've made sort of like a grid for the, for the Kmart mirror. Hmm. Have you, yeah, so no. which looks, you know how those, you know, sometimes you can get those arched mirrors that look like a gate yes. and they're really expensive, whereas, yeah, obviously... Wow much more cost effective it's it's always hard to describe these concepts when you you can't do a visual thing yes but i will include a link and an image in the show notes so for anyone that's wanting to go and have a look at it and also you were talking about pattern and color Yes, whenever I'm styling, I do this weird thing where I go to the corner of the room and I squint my eyes. And so I see that you want to try and make your room balanced in many ways. But one thing is with colour. So you don't want a completely bland, boring room, but you might, you don't also want it to be too busy. So you might have a pop of colour with a rug, for example, or in a picture or with cushions. So you just want to sort of stand back and then balance it out. And also before your photographer comes, you want to take your own photos and have a look at them and, and see if the picture's balanced. That's just one thing I do. That's a clever idea. New one for me. What about outdoors? Outdoors is a tricky one. I had uh, a Renault flip we did in Newcastle. I got to know the neighbour and um, I don't know how we got onto it, but I, uh, I think he was short of a few dollars. And I said to him, hey, how about I hire um, some of your furniture and use it for my styling and, you know, give you a few dollars? He goes, take whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I basically trunched over the fence and picked what I wanted. He helped me carry it back. I borrowed all his outdoor settings, his umbrellas, his big outdoor umbrellas, some beautiful big pots. I bought a few things off him. So get to know your neighbours. That may not work in every scenario, but it's very easy to carry something 
across the fence for a few dollars rather than having to buy it. But otherwise, I go to Gumtree, my usual spots, and pick stuff up up there. Or, of course, my favourite, the roadside. Always have your eyes out on the road, girls and boys. There's always something to be. um, It's all good recycling and environmentally friendly. The other thing, of course, is the salvage yards have, you know, massive big pots. They might not be the right colour, but you can just grab some paint and paint it up and that will save you lots of dollars too. Yes, and Rust-Oleum um, have a line called, I think it's called American Accents, yeah. and they have a stone look, which is really, you know, a, a can of, uh, of that spray paint can really transform your pot, yeah. picking up off the side of the road. So with every project, I always like to upcycle something. And so usually it's, um, well, lately it's been a wicker chair. I normally buy mine off Gumtree and I'll, yes. I'll, in, I'll show in the show notes the, the ones that I'll, the last two I did. I did mm-hmm. one for Rennie Street, which is black. And then I also did one for Bondi. I didn't like that one so much, but it was David's yes. job and he really loved it. The Bondi one we didn't paint. Um, we just did it with Penetrol to really bring out the natural sort of luster of the wicker. But of mm-hmm. course, I reupholstered the seats. So that, that's where the sewing machine comes in. And that seriously... They just come up like like new. Yeah. But some other tips for the garden. One of the things that I like also to do, because we do a lot of apartments, is I always put together a pot of succulents, nice. so a bowl of succulents. Because we have a rooftop garden and I have a lot of succulents, it's very easy to propagate a bowl, do it at the start of the job so that by the time you come to styling, it's ready to go. So are there any other things that we should have mentioned that we haven't? Yeah, I'm just going to mention my TV um, hack. So once again, Renault Flip in Newcastle, I needed a TV. So I just rang up the local repair guy and said, hey, have you got any TVs that don't work that I could borrow? He said, yeah, no worries, come on down. So I gave him $50 deposit. Um, borrowed the TV, took it back, got my 50 bucks back. So just That's get brilliant. friendly with your local um, TV man and, and, and see what you can borrow. Or, you know, even if you bought um, an empty one, it's lighter on your back again. It doesn't even need a cord or to be plugged in. It's just the look. Um, yeah, so exactly. Hmm. Yeah, because the TV never doesn't ever get used in the open. So no, that's exactly. a brilliant idea. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple more things. One tip that I picked up from Coco Republic, actually two, when they were styling a property for me. The bathroom, they had, you know, like beautiful products. They had a sea sponge in its container, in its clear plastic container, which you could just buy anywhere. And then they had beauty products, but they were empty. It was just Mm. the containers that they came in. I thought that was quite clever. So just saving anything, because often you have products that you use that have really beautiful packaging. So just hanging on to that. They did the same in the living room. They had like a chocolate box that actually didn't have chocolates in it. It was just a really gorgeous packaging. Mm. And out on the balcony, some funky mineral water bottles, sort of not your everyday Franklin's, something a bit (laughs) more exotic with Mm -hmm. some interesting glasses and jugs and lemons. And yeah, just really trying to create the lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. One, probably just one final one with the succulents. My kids actually started up a little succulent business. So we went round to the op, shop to op shops and picked up lots of little clear glass bowls that were 3 4 $5 each. We popped in some plants and, and, you know, we were selling some of them sold for $30 each. But, again, succulents don't die. So for styling, they're brilliant. They so um, you can pop them in and leave them in the project until it sells, which is really easy. They look good. Yeah, excellent. 
-hmm. Actually, I've got two more tips. The first one, this came from my styling friend, Elizabeth. She has got some little hardcover books, which she's just covered in black and navy paper. So, you know, if, if you're wanting to put some book on a side table with some, you know, a couple of decorator items, just really nice idea. And the other tip that I've got, which I've just recently been doing, is, you know, how sometimes uh, things get a bit tatty, like I've had an apple, you know, like a metal apple and yeah. things and that. You can now buy spray chalk paint. And by spraying them with chalk paint, like I did them white, you get a really nice designer look and oh, wow. just some things for dotting around the property. Mm, that sounds fantastic. Okay, so I think I've come to the end of my ideas. I'm hoping that, well, I know that there'll be lots of things that the listeners can go off and try and to just add, and even not even just for selling the property, even just for zhushing up, it might be an Airbnb. I use these tips a lot on Airbnb as well. I won't be doing the blow-up beds though. Good I might idea. complain about that. <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of applications for getting that style without the big price tag as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me, Michelle. I hope your reno continues to go well and your poor husband recovers from his <laughs> ankle injury. Yes, me too. Thanks, yes. Renadette. It's been great. No worries. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.